0: Does leading your business ever feel like you're going into battle? We've been conditioned to believe that we have to fight for everything that we get. This is true for our personal lives as much as it is in our businesses. And these patterns of beliefs and behaviors are costing us our health, our relationships, our finances, and our overall sense of well being. In my conversation today with Sue Elliott, where you discuss the new reality that we're moving into. The old paradigm is grounded in a sense of scarcity, greed, and competition. Whereas the new reality is based in love, collaboration, compassion, and abundance. In this new reality, we get to bring in a sense of play, lightness, and joy to our work and to our relationships. Hello, my name is Mary Maduna Gross, and you're listening to Fully Alive, the podcast for conscious entrepreneurs who are hungry to live their purpose, expand their impact, and create with ease. So once again, thank you so much for putting aside time for this conversation. You and I have had several conversations over the past probably 12 months or so. I think we met about a year ago um, you were one of the contacts that I got connected with as my magazine was coming into life and, um, for whatever reason, there's, you know, there are some people that you just feel connected to. Um, I feel like you and I may have known each other in the past and now it's time for us to come together and bring our collective gifts and talents um, to create something together. And maybe it's this conversation. Maybe it's something more. I don't know. But I'm just so grateful to have you in my experience.
1: Thank you. I feel the same way. And this is the experience I'm seeing more and more. It's like we were kind of sleeper cells. And yeah. you know, we picked up the phone and we heard that tone. And
0: now we're like, oh, time to go find my people. Yes, yes. So one of the things that is unique about you Um, in my network of people is this conversation about a new reality for business. So, you know, for the listener, the, the conscious entrepreneur was kind of my aha moment about a year ago that I discovered this existing movement. It's not my movement, but I wanted to reinforce. I want to validate. I want to kind of amplify that movement. And I think our conversation today about what a new reality business might look like um, can be one of those ways that we amplify what we are accomplishing as conscious entrepreneurs. It's not just our business. It's not just the impact that we're creating with our own business, but together, collectively, what are what is it that we're all creating together? That's what I would love to talk about today.
1: Yay, you're giving me goosebumps already. So here is how I hold reality. Here is how I see things unfolding. Um Right now, we're living in two different realities simultaneously. So, the old reality we know very well Mm -hmm. it's the old paradigm of based in fear and scarcity, Mm -hmm. which is all manipulated and created for us. It's not the truth of humanity, but it is the way we have been taught to do business and the way we've been subconsciously programmed to do life. Mm -hmm. So, business as war, crush the competition. Fight for scarce resources, better get my piece of the pie because heaven only knows if there's ever going to be another
0: pie. Market domination.
1: Yeah, very zero-sum game, very much. You know, you got to steal from the competition in order to build your market share and with this really unhealthy focus on growth, you know, month over month, year over year, quarter over quarter, all that stuff that has us um, treating the world and monetizing every aspect of everything, right? We're for water. We're charging to get rid of your waste products. We're charging, you know, absolutely everything. So new reality is almost the exact opposite of that, right? The new reality that we're also in right now and that we have so much support in embodying right now is based in unconditional love and abundance consciousness. So what we're doing as conscious entrepreneurs is learning, remembering really, embody love and abundance. Those are the two foundational aspects. And so when we do that through our daily lives, through our interactions, you know, with the bank teller and the grocery store clerk and in our business and in our family and in our friendships, all of that, as we embody that more and more. We create new possibilities for all of humanity. So work in the new reality feels utterly different. It feels like collaboration and camaraderie, and we're not trying to crush anybody. Right. You know, maybe if we're in the juicing business or something. (laughs) And then it's a thing. All right. Yeah. Great. And so we're doing it from this space of honoring our own uniqueness Mm -hmm. and honoring the uniqueness of others and helping everybody flourish. So it's a very different kind of diversity, equity, inclusion, blocking kind of conversation because it's first, unconditional love for self. Mm-hmm. Everything has to start with self-love, welcoming back the parts of ourselves that we've tried to suppress and been told we're bad or wrong. Then mm-hmm. going from there, right? Doing everything from self first because when we do that it's easy to rise above the turbulence of ground level reality me from a higher divine perspective and understand the big picture of what's going on here and make decisions that are loving for self and loving for other so for example i'm working with one client right now who's quitting a client has mm-hmm. a service business and she mm-hmm. has one client who's not resonant with her and so moving from that space of quitting or firing a client which has a lot of Pushing against energy resistance. Yeah. And into a space of, wow, I see that we're not resonant. I'm going to say no, thank you to doing business with you because it's loving for me and it's loving for you. Just because you and I aren't resonant doesn't mean that there aren't plenty of people resonant with you and you deserve to work with people who are resonant with you. And I deserve to work with people who are resonant with me,
0: which has a very different energy, very different. So a lot of things have been going through my head as you've kind of laid this groundwork for us. Um, the first thing that was coming through my head is, geez, Mayor, like it's it's hard enough just to get the technical side of my business going and understanding how to do this. What it sounds like is now I've got to look at my own self. I've got to bring in those parts of me that I don't like. How do I, do I really have to do both? <laughs> there. Um, well, the funny thing is
1: that the, angel guided part the conscious part is the easy part the other part is optional (laughs) okay all those technical aspects of your business and they can be easy so so here's the secret okay it's not so much what we do as the energy space and consciousness with which we do it so super my favorite example because everybody totally gets this when I have a technical difficulty, whatever it is, whatever piece of technology I'm trying to use in my business is not working right. And I call up tech support and I'm all flustered or I'm all frustrated or grumpy or whatever it is, you know, I'm going to get that person in another country who doesn't speak English and has no idea how to fix this. And is going to take me through the whole like uninstall, reinstall, right. you know. And w- and I do that. I'm not saying I'm per- 100% of every day. Oh, So day. You know, I'm very gracious and I'm like, oh, thank you so much. I really need to take care of something. I'll call back in a little while. And I get myself grace and I reset because that's really all it is. I'm noticing that I am not the way I choose to show up. I'm not centered at the moment. So unconditional love for self first. I soothe myself back into harmony. And I pick the phone and I call again and I inevitably get the person who, no matter how weird my thing is, just learned how to do it that day and is so excited to share it with me. And it takes literally two seconds to fix whatever my problem was. And I get this like love and appreciation dance with the person on the other end of the phone. So that's why we do this, right? Because everything feels delightful after that. Everything feels easy after that. The angels are on board. They are working it. They are making it all unfold with ease and grace.
0: As you were describing that, I thought back to the very first, my very first attempt at a podcast. Um, this is some time ago, maybe almost 10 years ago. It was an online radio show. And so I had to be online. I, it was on internet and it was live. Um, and that morning my cable went out. And I remember, I remember thinking, okay, mayor, because I know what my conversations are with the cable company. Most of the time is nothing gracious about it. Um, And I remember asking myself, Mary, what are you going to do? How are you going to show up for the this call that you have to make to the cable company? And I decided to take the gracious route because I knew my usual route was only going to continue to piss me off. And it was going to keep me from actually getting what I needed done. And sure enough, I, everything uh, that I needed was working perfectly by the time I needed it.
1: Perfect example and perfect reminder that we get to choose, right? One of my favorite tools, I originally heard from Abraham Hicks 20 years ago about segment intending and how we get to choose for every single thing we do as business leaders, as business, as solopreneurs, whatever it may be, we get to choose every the energy we bring to every single encounter. So I can show up when something goes wrong with the energy of interrogation, right? I'm going to get to the bottom of this. That's right. I can show up with the energy of curiosity, like, oh, I wonder what happened here. Isn't that interesting? And you can tell what effect that's going to have on the person you're talking to, right? When you show up with interrogation, walls up, shields up, defenses. I, you know, I'm not going to admit that I did something stupid or wrong because I feel completely attacked. Whereas if I show up with curiosity, like, huh, this is really interesting. We didn't expect that to happen. Right. I wonder what, how that happens so we can adjust how we do what we do and how we show up. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, it's a much more collaborative conversation. So that, again, is the difference between command and control, aggressive business of the old reality and collaborative, compassionate, curious business mm-hmm. of the new reality.
0: And when I hear you um, describe the side by side like that, um, I I think of one feels strong and one I've been told is weak. Yes, right. And so I think that goes back to one of the things you had said earlier, and is that we've been conditioned to to be in the state that we're in now. Um, I it, uh, this is a quote that I go back to W. Uh, Edwards Deming. It, it is often attributed to it. Um, the fact that every system is perfectly designed to get the results that it's getting. Yes. It, it seems applicable here, right? And so when I I know that when I show up, you know, aggressive, like I do with the uh, cable company or those kinds of things, that's kind of the energy that I'm in then. And then now I've got justification because now they're they're going to be snapping at me. Right Or they're going to be taking me down a long road that I don't need to go on and I'm going to get more frustrated. And so it's going to justify, of course, I'm upset with the cable company. This is how it always is with the cable company. And I really get to hang on to that story. Yeah, oh, you're bringing out so many great things, of course.
1: And it really is about the story we're telling ourselves, and we have the power to change that anytime. And the way the world works is our stories and our belief systems and our subconscious programming are the filters through which we see reality, which explains why when the police, you know, question five eyewitnesses to something that happened, they get five completely different stories because we each have different filters. So if my filter says, the cable company is totally incompetent and they just keep showing me over and over again, yes, the universe says, yes, you're right. The cable company is totally incompetent. But if you're belief system says, I always get amazing service, no matter where I am. Like I literally can walk into McDonald's and sit down and people come over and ask if they, I would like them to refill my drink and clear my tray. Like I can get amazing service everywhere I go because my belief system says I get amazing service everywhere I go. I get to dance and play with wonderful people everywhere I go. And
0: so the universe says, yes, you're right. And it shows me more evidence of that. (sighs) I think that's the hardest part about this whole system, is that it is a self-fulfilling loop. And so if I see the cable company as being, you know difficult to work with, the, it will br- give me evidence that I'm right. and And then why why would I change that perspective? Right. Yeah, because it feels a hell of a lot better when you do. <laughs> well. Yeah, it does, right? So what I guess what I would be giving up is the uh, righteous indignation. Yes. Well, yes. I, I, I'd, I'd have <laughs> to give that
1: up. Those are two clues that you're moving in the direction of what you don't want. Right. When I feel self-righteous, when I feel indignation, I know that, oh, maybe I might want to pause for a second. Maybe I might want to not go down that road again. Like know mm-hmm. where that road leads. We don't really like it that much. Let's try a different road.
0: Yeah. So I'm still looking at this new reality. And here's one of the things that I know that I'm bringing from the old reality into this new reality is this reliance on systems. I love systems. Like I, I probably to a fault. Right. I I realize that when I look back at my experience, there was part of me that thought, well, if I could just figure out how to eat for my body, I can just eat that way for the rest of my life. And I never have to worry about that again. Right. I can turn my attention to something else that I want to focus on, but it never works like that. Right. So I find something that works for my body for a while. And then eventually it's not going to work anymore. And I'm gonna to have to adjust, and that, and there was that frustration of like, oh, I thought I had this already. I, I don't want to have to go back and figure this out again.
1: I so hear you, especially about the body, but I hear you in general. Like, so there's first of all, the angels really want to say that we keep evolving. Yeah. So, same like the the consciousness practices or the spiritual practices that we have at one phase of life work for a while, and then they stop working. Because we've evolved to the point where new tools are what we get to play with. So that totally makes sense. Your body's going to keep evolving. What's going to work for your body in one moment in time is different than what's going to work for it in another moment in time. Also, there are other moving parts and pieces on the planet, so maybe what's going into a particular kind of food, let's just say the pesticides have changed, or the processing techniques have changed, or, you know, something is different. There are a lot of wonky things being done in old reality business, like organic stuff isn't necessarily organic from the get-go now. The rules have been stretched a little bit. So like milk can be organic finished and then labeled organic. So maybe your body is responding to, oh, this is not what it used to be. Kind of the difference between systems and rules. Mm -hmm. Okay. So rigid and fixed. Yeah. If the system is... I tune into my body and I ask her, okay, body, what would you like? Like I used to have, and I'm I'm allowing to return the superpower of picking up the menu in a restaurant and literally being unable to read the menu. But one thing would go ding, 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 ding. And I would order that and everybody else at the table could have a dismal meal and get food poisoning. And I would have the most delicious thing. And so we can play that kind of game. That's my system, right? My system okay. is- I come into alignment and then I come into alignment and then I look at the menu and the thing that is for me that will light my body up, that will taste delicious, that will be harmonious in my system. The Mm -hmm. thing that I can't miss, it will be in neon
0: lights on that menu. Yeah, this is really helpful for me. The, the, the difference between a system and a rule, because I think you just hit it. What I really was looking for is I want rules that I can just live by. So I don't have to think about that anymore. Um, at, like I said, and put my attention elsewhere. Um, so the, at the core of that is must be this this belief that well, well, I couldn't take on too many things at once. Right. And so I need to have some of these things figured out so that I can focus on what's really important.
1: And it's a little bit of, um, so there's a lot of programming in that space. Let's just put it that way. There are a lot of experts out there who will tell you what to eat and what not to eat and why. And most of them contradict each other, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So the keto people are very different, you know, keto and Whole30 Mm -hmm. people are very different from the the vegan and plant-based people and, and the Forks Over Knives people. And, you know, I can tune into any of those belief systems and it may or may not work for me. Part of what matters is how much I believe in the belief system, right. how much the inner child is on board with it or rebelling against it. You know, there, there's all of that stuff. And that's why the angels like to keep simplifying it. So if I can remember that all I have to do is be present in the moment mm. and then tune into guidance so I can look at it as my body's telling me what it wants to eat, or I can look at it as the angels or the divine is telling me what to eat. I can, I can hold that however it feels. Light and yummy to me, yeah, and and it's so much easier there's no yeah. there's nothing to memorize all I ever, ever ever have to do is soothe myself until I can come back to being fully present. Mm-hmm. my guidance, and then sometimes, so the question that I love for tuning into guidance more in a work setting than in a what- to eat setting mm-hmm. is there's something for me to say or do right now,, mm-hmm. and oftentimes the answer is no. More than yes, for sure and that's because I was given an awareness of what's going on because it's in service, but, okay but I'm not meant to interfere or try to fix or change or any of that, right so I may be sitting with a potential vendor, let's say and I'm having a conversation with this people, this person, and um, and I suddenly get this awareness of somebody who cheated mm-hmm. me in business before somebody who. Right. Told- I like yummy and yucky. They're, they're yeah. very, very essential. Like it's hardwired into us. So I get this image or this memory of somebody who is really yucky to do business with. That's my divine guidance saying, this is going to be an experience like that. Say no, thank you. It saves a whole lot of time and angst, right? I, I get the message before I say yes. I just say no, thank you with great love and appreciation. It's been so lovely chatting with you. It's been a pleasure to get to know you. I feel like we're not a match. So thank you anyway, but no, thank you. And I I keep moving on. And so it's really super easy. It's instead of having a whole lot of new tools to learn, it's really this one tool that we get to apply in a whole lot of different ways.
0: Yeah. Well, the other thing that I've realized, too, as you've explained this, is the going again, going back to some of my core beliefs, right, that that justify my behavior patterns, um, believing that, oh, you know, I have to have some things figured out so I can Focus my attention. I've li- I built so that would believe I have limited attention, uh, which is limiting myself already. But I think the the bigger issue that I hear now from you is that belief that I have to have figured out at all. Hey. Hey. Oh, oh, um, it was the best aha in the whole
1: world. And so here's the thing: I wrote an article a while ago called uh, "Your The Brain as an Antenna," and that's how we're meant to function. So we're meant to show up fully present in the moment and open, yeah. and then we receive what's been called effortless knowing in the moment. So we don't have to figure it out. We don't have to make lists of pros and cons. We don't have to do reams of research unless that lights us up and we're excited to do it, in which case, by all means, go do it. It'll be fun for you, right? But the problem that with functioning with effortless knowing in the moment is that it was trained out of us at, as early as kindergarten, sure. maybe it's- even earlier than that if we had the benefit of parents who wanted to, you know, give us uh, apps or to learn from, or flashcards back in the day. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. So you're supposed to have the right answer. And then when you get to school, you're supposed to be able to show your work. So it's not enough to hold that, you know, complicated division problem in my awareness and then receive the number that's the answer. I must do the long division thing and show on the piece of paper how I got there. And that trains us out of effortless knowing in the moment. But the way we were really made to function is... You know, we may hold a gentle awareness of this isn't having the outcome I desired. Mm-hmm. Or this isn't working in the way I expected. Or this person is really struggling to do this piece of the work that I have for them to do. What else is possible, right? I can sit in that right. gentle awareness and in the question. And then at some point when I'm really receptive or the timing is divinely perfect, into my awareness will arrive the answer. I don't have okay. to figure it out. I don't have to make lists. I don't have to do complex analysis. I don't have to mine rings of data, right? Yeah. I, I just sit there in the, Really, hmm, isn't that interesting? And then, oh, this isn't working for that person because they're actually, I forgot they were dyslexic. It's not going to work for them that way. Let's find a way that's easy and effortless for them to do this thing. Yeah. That's another core piece of new reality work and business, is we each do it the most me way, the most you way, possible. Right? Oh, so It comes back to that systems conversation. I think create systems that facilitate doing the work in lots of different ways, instead of systems that create rules and procedures for how to do the work. Yeah. yeah. It's same thing, different energy, space and consciousness. And that's part of what, what we're doing in creating new reality business right now is creating these new sorts of systems because we're moving into a different kind of gig economy. Like right now, the gig economy is really based in slavery programming, which is rampant in humanity. You now, I'm telling you that you have total freedom as an Uber driver, but really you're not getting any benefits and you get to use your own car and we're not paying for the car or the insurance or the wear and tear or the gas or any of that. Right, right. right ah, this is freedom. This is great. You have your own gig. You're your own business owner. In the new reality, it's nothing like that. It's going to be much more fluid in the way that we come together and do the work. So I may do the work as a solopreneur. Um, I may move around within the same company. My gifts and superpowers and and joys, Uh, I love to contribute to this team and project. And then when my piece is done, I may move over to this team and project over here. Or I may move from company to company to contribute that. And it's a very different kind of gig economy because first of all, it's me doing the work that lights me up, that feels as natural as breathing that I like to do. And it's me doing it in a way that's really received as contribution and appreciated because I'm only doing it when there is call for someone to do it. Right. So as I'm hearing you describe that.
0: It's that um, what I what was standing out for me in that description was kind of the bouncing around, right? And this is going back to my thing about rules rules of systems. Now, um, there were stories about you know get a job and then keep that job. And if you bounce around from job to job, then that's somehow a reflection on you. Like what? I, it's not a good one. Like oh, I'm you know nobody ever said to me. This is what is true for you, because you've had you know two years here, two years here, two years, four years here, right? You've been bouncing around, but internally, I was saying that must mean something about me that I'm not staying in a place long enough, and again it's not saying anything good about me. I'm assuming that it's saying something bad, but when I can see it from this new reality and even if i would given if i would have even just given myself permission to honor the decisions that i was making about what moved me from place to to place because it it wasn't random it wasn't um oh i'm just tired of this and i'm going to move on to something else there really was always something that pulled me into the next level and so now i see this as i was on an accelerated learning path Exactly. where you got you got something to learn here learn it we're going to move on we got something else we got to learn somewhere else mary we got a lot of learning that that you're asking for right you're asking for this and we're delivering this yes
1: yes and it's a divinely guided journey so you are wow. gathering all the parts and pieces to be able to do the work you're here to do now yes. there, was, there was tons of programming around loyalty to the company yeah. but but what and for some people that is the journey Right. It's not that one is good and bad good and right and the other is bad and wrong. For right. some people, it's really amazing to become that wise elder within the system and to be that repository of wisdom of all the things that have been tried and what the what happened and and you know, the systems and all of that. Right. So there that's of huge benefit and The cross-pollination of having worked in lots of different places and experienced lots of different things is of huge value as well. It's like the conversation of generalists compared with specialists. There is no better or worse. There is no hierarchy. They're both of value. And when we're in the new reality, we see that and we value. Mm -hmm. Also why I see in, in new reality business as we move forward, that there will be intact teams that move from gig to gig. Sure. I love working with this team. Let's say we create I don't know, e-commerce websites. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a programmer and there's a designer and there's a user experience person. And there's someone who chooses imagery amazingly well. And there's somebody who writes incredible words. And we move together as mm-hmm. an app team from project to project, which may mean going on site. It may mean sitting at home, like whatever we love. Yeah. It may combination. But, but there's the opportunity for all of this. What I do see happening is the is decentralization of everything. So the huge companies breaking up, going away, maybe um, a lot more nimble, fluid, smaller organizations and a lot more very local decision-making. So moving back to community-based eventually, community-based. Yeah energy generation, community-based food growing, community-based lending terms of, you know, if I go, here's one of my visions for, for new reality financing, which is if I go to a community meeting, right? Party, let's yep. say. And I bring, I'm a chef and I want to open a restaurant and I bring my potential menu and I bring some samples of the dishes I want to serve. And I hang out with the people in my community and they check it out. And they're so excited about it that, you know, the woodworking guy says, oh, I would love to make you some tables for your restaurant in exchange for, you know, I don't know, $100 a, a month of meals for two years. Yeah. And, and the person who uh, grows, let's say, organic produce says, I would love to, you know, bring mm-hmm. you organic produce every week in exchange for a certain amount of food. And the person who makes, who's an incredible artist says, I would love to hang my art on your walls. And you have 20% of of every sale and people show their enthusiasm, right? Some people may just want to donate to the startup because they've been yearning for a Thai restaurant in this community or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I can feel ahead of time how my restaurant is going to be received by the Mm -hmm. community and people are engaging with and taking ownership in a sense of this restaurant, really connecting from their heart and from their contribution with this restaurant. And so I don't have to convince a bank to give me money ahead of time and then convince people to come to my restaurant. It's Uh a very different dynamic when I've already woven into the fabric of the community. And then if I do need additional money, I can go to an angel investor or a lender and say, you know, I've got all these people on board and contributing all these things. And it's kind of a no-brainer for them to say, well, a third of the community just got on board with what you're doing. Of course, course. we'll give you the extra $10,000 you need to buy that stove. Right. So it becomes such a different experience and so much more connection and camaraderie. And it, it's a much
0: more heart-based, conscious business. Yeah. Yeah, well, and and you use the word ownership, right? So everyone who has a gift or a talent to contribute to this overall project, they're all taking ownership for that. And they're all taking ownership for the success of that endeavor. Whether they're the woodworker or the artist hanging stuff on the wall, they all want this business to be successful.
1: Exactly, exactly. It's very akin to a co-op model. And, and we could use that structure for the business as well. So everybody who works in the business day-to-day has a sense of ownership as well. Right right
0: well and i think ownership is one of those things that um in the old model that we really we couldn't abdicate our responsibility right cuz all i if i have a job i just show up and do what i'm told to do and it's good enough and i check the, all the boxes and i get paid and i think a lot of us have been sort of beaten down into that place like
1: yeah. Most of us show up for the first day of work, all excited to contribute and all excited for all the possibilities and really seeing the potential of where we're starting. Yeah. The people who are listening to this podcast, maybe not everybody on the planet, right? And Then we see the reality, quote unquote, of how it's done in this company and how much is, you know, sort of greenwashing or whitewashing or how much they're really living their shared values. Not maybe from judgment, maybe not from judgment, Right, Right. Right. where they are right now but we start to learn oh if i do too much my colleagues hate me right so i better tone down what i'm doing or you know we get all this feedback from the environment that that dims our light and dims our enthusiasm maybe there's politics and so we learn not to share freely because naturally bill we're naturally wired to share freely and to collaborate. And then we learn, oh, in this system, that gets punished right away.
0: You know, oh, everything that you're saying here is, uh, the way that I'm receiving it right now is that all of this new reality stuff just feels so natural. And like, of course, this is how we would do it. And and yet I feel just as um, connected to that old reality of the systems and the rules and, and those kinds of things. So one of the things that I see or... Uh, and sensing as a difference between these two, those rules and systems um, and the way that I engage with people helped me feel safe. Like if I was following the rules, maybe I'm not actually getting to what I want, but, it, but it's safe enough, right? Because I'm doing what I'm told to do. Yes. In this new reality, we are making this up as we go. We're, we're, is we're in the moment. We're sensing for what in this moment wants to emerge. Yes, and that feels loose, light, like um, not grounded. Great. Right. So that's
1: one of the stages along the way, right? So as we pull density, all that false stuff out of the system, well, you feel very expanded and expansive, which can feel spacey, which yes. can feel, you know, airy-fairy. Yes, I assume that becomes your normal and you're no longer like, you know, kind of woozy from the the light of it. And then it is, it is natural. It is the way we were built to function. It is exactly the way we function as kids for kids. Yeah. Right. Little kids don't go to a play date with an agenda. You know, like, what do we feel like playing with now? How do we feel like playing with it? Oh, I'm going to be this Barbie and you be that Barbie. And, you know, I'm going to work at the pizza parlor and, and we just we play so part of this is bringing more of that sense of play and lightness and joy to our work yeah
0: okay i i want to play and i and i can still remember early on my my coaching um career we're doing practice coaching with uh colleagues right and i remember one of my practice coach is asking me uh, in this role play it was a role play i'm playing along with her right i'm not i'm i'm not in it thinking i'm really going to get anything out of this i'm thinking i'm just being a, a role play partner for her but she asked a question she said if if money were no object what would you be doing now and without hesitation i said i'd be playing so what that says to me a couple of things a that's my core that, I, that, right, that's our core humanness is I would be playing. I would not be working. I would not be making this difficult. We would just get to the play part. But kind of as we've been talking, we, some of my own ru- rules, those beliefs, have, we've discussed that have said, yes, Mary wants to play, but Mary needs to be more mm, focused, right? right? I mean, and so, yeah. I, yeah, no more playing anymore. We have to be an adult, be a grown up yeah exactly so how what helps us make that shift um what would you say i I have some ideas about it but what would you say helps us make that shift from i'm recognizing that play and this way of being is natural for me and yet i've got all of these other rules that say that that's not how i should be well the
1: one of the core things in that chunk of rules is valuing hard work well You know, a lot of people, when they're saying that somebody is an awesome employee or that, you know, recommending somebody to be hired, will say they're a hard worker. Right. That is programming. And it has the unintended consequence of causing work to be hard and causing us to only value the work that's hard instead of the stuff that we were actually built to do which uses our superpowers, which feels as natural as breathing. So the work that I do as a coach in mean, my angel coaching feels like me showing up and being me. It's the easiest thing I've ever done. It's so much fun. It energizes me. I always learn amazing new things. Every single client brings through wow. new wisdom. It's awesome. It's the work I was built to do. But wow. a, a journey to get to be able to allow myself to do that and to do it the way that I was built to do it. Yeah. But that's a piece of it. What was the other piece the Angels wanted to share? There was something else. Oh, play. Right. So we have an inner family. A lot of people are familiar with the concept of inner child, right? Sure. Though so sometimes when we say that work becomes play, we think that the inner child is going to run the show. Hmm. Your inner six-year-old does not know how to give a presentation. And it terrifies her. So the inner family also has to work together and be in harmony. So your inner nurturer has to see with her. It's okay, honey, we've got this. We've done this before. We really actually know how to do this. And your inner sage steps up and does the presentation, not your inner child. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, that's not to devalue in any way your inner child because she is your connection to intuition. Yeah. She is where the magic flows in. She is where the playfulness and the joy happens. If your inner child is terrified and hiding under the bed, there is no joy in your life. Right. So she's super valuable, but they're all equally valuable, including your inner warrior, who I didn't mention. And they need to be working in harmony in order for you to be able to play in new reality business in a way that really works
0: and that doesn't derail you. Yeah. Yeah. the other way that I'm saying this too is that I've, I've realized that every time I've described to you what some of those old rules are that I'm aware of and what we're, we're moving into is there, the old way, there's a sense of there's a right way. And so there's some external guidance or, or structure that I'm trying to comply with versus this new way is learning to turn inward and making myself my inner authority and, and listening to myself. What, Mary, what is it that you want here? Do you have clarity about what it is that, that you want? Not because somebody else says that you should have it or you should be it or you should do it. What is it that you want this to look like? And in fact, this podcast itself was one of those experiences for me. Um, And you were one of those people that really helped me early on as I was making the shift. I knew I wanted to shift from what I was talking about, but I wasn't sure about what this new direction was. And I remember you saying something to the effect of, Mary, treat this like it's its own conscious entity. Talk to it. Ask it what it wants to do. Um, Ask it who it wants to become. Um, Ask it what it wants its name to be. And quite literally, I don't uh, within 24 hours of that conversation, I had the new title. I had the I had everything like it literally just flowed out of me. And I knew it was the right one when I kept asking myself again for the next 48 hours, I would ask myself, Mary, are you being fully alive right now? How about now? Are you being fully alive right now? So I knew that that was what I was in alignment with this podcast and that we were going to work together to create um this space and have this impact on the on the listener oh i love that so much (laughs) you totally just made me squeak (laughs) and i think that again is what you're you started out by saying this new reality is going to be easy it's going to be fun it's going to be play and in spite of everything that i've had to learn because there's. Tactical kinds of things that I've had to learn in order to, to do, make this shift. Um, it's always been play. It really, from the beginning, and when I catch myself, look, this is work, or I don't want to do this. Mary, what are you making this mean? Or why? How are you complicating this? Right? What would be the simplest uh, response right now? Oh, that's such an amazing question. Yes. Yeah, because there is so much elegance in
1: the simplicity.
0: Yes. And there's
1: so much meaning and significance that we attach to things that really have no meaning and significance. Going back to that stories thing that you were talking exactly. about. Exactly.
0: Exactly. And one other question or that I got, I learned from you that I want to share is how does it get any better than this? Um, and I have found that I use that question whenever I've again. I I don't feel like I'm in complete alignment. Like I'm not just taking that next step automatically. There's some pause. It's like, okay, how does it get better than this? And then just wait and breathe, and then eventually that new answer just it comes out of nowhere. It it's, it is magical. Yep. You know,
1: wow. <laughs>
0: so I have to give credit where credit is
1: due that. That question came from the folks at act Us consciousness. And it's one of the most powerful questions in the universe. When, you know, you show up at the hotel for your business trip and they say, we don't have your reservation. Um, How does it get any better than this? And you just gently hold that, that optimistic, like hopeful energy. Hope, to, hope is one of the most powerful energies on the planet. So I sit there and hope, how does it get any better than this? And the next thing they know, you know, they come back and they're like, well, we do have this suite available. And since we messed up, you know, we're just going to upgrade you to this lovely suite. And you're like, awesome. And then you walk in the suite and you're like, how does it get any better than this? And then somebody knocks on the door and they bring you a bottle of champagne and a fruit basket. And you're like, how does it get any better than this? Like, there is no limit to how much better and better and better and better life can
0: get when we live in that space. Yeah. And and I think that's kind of at the core of this new reality. We really do get to create. We get to play, and we get to create. Which that part of me just loves that. Like I just feel like I can melt into that. And then when I think about the old way, like I feel very rigid um, and very constrained, and like I'm gonna somehow mess up, right? Because there just seems to be so much that I couldn't possibly meet all of these expectations. But in this new reality, none of that exists. Oh, you so beautifully described the difference and
1: why the invitation, right? Yeah. yeah. I can keep playing in that old reality that feels very constricted. It feels very limiting and it feels scary. You know, I I know I'm going to mess this up. Like it's just a matter of how I mess it up. Exactly. Yep. Or I can play in this new reality that feels very expansive. And it feels very filled with possibility. and there are infinite ways to do this. Which way would I like to try doing it first? Yeah
0: Thank you for being a playmate with me. <laughs> it's. Oh, <crazy>. <laughs> what well, this is this This is the kind of reality that I want to live in, dwell in and bring others into, because it is so much more fun. And I believe we also achieve, accomplish more, you know, that whole big achievement, accomplishment, like it's a natural outcome of this process.
1: Right. And it doesn't come from that struggling, striving, have to prove myself, have to earn my keep, you know, be worthy. It comes
0: from, oh, I get to contribute this thing that I love to do. How awesome is that? Exactly. Exactly. Thank you so much for sharing your insights with us today. I love this conversation. You and I could go on and on and on and and who knows maybe you'll be back and we'll take another bite out of this mm-hmm. um but for now i'm I am eternally grateful to not only have this conversation with you today but just to know that you are there um and that when I get sideways and I'm getting too serious about things i I know where I can go to and you you could help me. You, Actually, you would just hold the space for me to, to make that shift back to the core. Yeah. Thank you, Mary. So how can t- the listeners learn more about you and about the products or the services that you provide? Oh, thank you for asking.
1: My website is myangelcoach.com. And on there, people can uh, schedule a free discovery session with me if they're interested in one-on-one coaching. Um, I also have a new group program called Love in Abundance that helps you get rid of anything in the way of experiencing more unconditional love for self and for others and moving into a living more and more every day in abundance consciousness. And that's a monthly membership that people can join anytime, leave anytime. It's just $39 a month. We wanted to make it really accessible so that people will come and be attuned to the new reality.
0: Yeah beautiful. Thank you again. Thank you for being you. Thank you for sharing your gifts and your talents. I really appreciate you. I love you too. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Are you ready to play and experiment with these ideas so that you too can live your purpose, expand your impact, and create with ease? Join us at Fully Alive on Facebook We've created this space to explore the effects these practices and principles can have on your own experience. And if you're feeling the nudge to explore what coaching can do for you, send me an email at mary at leadership.com. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, be fully alive.